Welcome to our June edition of the podcast. This month we are focusing on healthy eating. It's Healthy Eating Week and the British Nutritional Foundation is actually promoting the Healthy Eating Week this June, which is a week that's dedicated to encourage and focus healthy eating and drinking, physical activity and kind of just celebrate healthy living generally. I've been joined again by Oriel from Wellbeing24 and we know from when we were doing the sleep podcast that she's very passionate about food and the impact that diet can have on our well-being. Um, so just remind us a little bit about yourself, Oriel, for those that might not have heard the sleep podcast. So I'm a registered nutritional therapist, a member of BANT, which is the British Association of Nutritional Therapy and Lifestyle. And I have a special interest in nutrigenetics, which is basically the relationship between genes and health and diet, um, and also digestive disorders, which is kind of what I see every day in clinic, basically. I also um, am involved with workplace health and well-being, and I'm a consultant for Wellbeing24, and I liaise with health and well-being champions in the workplace, and we deliver well-being programs to employees. Um, my experience in corporate well-being includes working with P&O Ferries, um, where a lot of the staff were shift workers, um, so we looked at what they were eating as well on a regular basis because they can't get off and get their own food. Mm. So they have to have what's supplied to them. Um, and also working with pharmaceutical companies on wellbeing solutions as well. Um, I work in a clinic in, in Workingham where I see patients on a one-to-one -one basis and deal with everything from people um, who have fibromyalgia, adrenal fatigue, IBS, insomnia, you name it. People that Anything that people go and see the doctor for, that, that they come and see me basically. Um, and I previously worked in the five-star international hotel market, so completely get the stresses that people are under um, in corporate in the corporate workplace. So I love the idea of doing this kind of healthy eating piece. I mean, I'm not saying that I am by any means of the imagination a diet guru. I don't think actually to be start we shouldn't really say diet because that already puts a bad totally yeah. bad onus on it. But yeah. I do kind of dabble in plant based diets. I regularly do veganuary but actually it's generally extending now to just more more vegetarian yeah. more plant-based diet I, I too many documentaries i'm watching at the moment that are just explaining the impact of that kind of the meats and the carcinogenics yes. and all that sort of stuff so that's that's really for me one big piece of, of health and well-being in terms of food but also that the abstinence from alcohol and I mentioned to you earlier, but I've seen firsthand the impact certain foods can actually have on the behaviour of my daughter. Yes, yeah. um, and when researching for this session, I mean, I read some big statements about diet and like what diet can actually do. And I wanted to hear your thoughts. You know, benefits of a good diet can be that they enhance health, that well-being impacts positively on your self-esteem. And so, you know, if your health's better, your well-being's better, and then it can help to reduce stress and improve mental health. But how really? I mean, to me, that seems quite a big. St you're going to be really, your well-being's going to be brilliant because you're eating really healthy. So it's quite a big line um, to to draw a conclusion from. So how exactly can food be so impactful on on all of these pieces of life? And can it be? Can it really be the sole reason for someone's mental health improvements? Well, there's a there's a lot of information there, and um, there's actually two questions in one. So I'll yeah. tackle the first one first. How can food be so impactful on so many pieces? So let's break this down. Um, and you think about, uh, when you were talking then, I just thought about the um, Dr. Michael Mosley program, this documentary a while ago where I think one of, he didn't actually do it, or he may have done it, where 
he had McDonald's and takeaways for four weeks and they took his blood lipids, they took all his all his blood and after four, six weeks they had to take him off it because he became so unhealthy. Oh. His blood pressure went up, his cholesterol went up, he, he felt really sick. So he wasn't eating anything healthy in inverted commas at all. So that was, I think, a really good example mm. if you want to sort of look at black yeah. versus white. Um, so, so people have forgotten why we eat. Um, we know we need food in order to function. Um, if you go back to Paleolithic times, um, it was the cavemen and they would hunt, they would run around, um, use energy in order to find food. So they would hunt for the food, find their, um, their meat, and, and they, they would have a plant-based diet um, based from, from the trees and what was grown on the ground. Now, we, all we have to do is go to the supermarket mm. and we can make all sorts of choices. Manufacturers are giving us all sorts of things. Um, obviously, we couldn't monitor the amount of disease in those days, but disease is so much worse nowadays than it, it was many, many, even 50 years ago. The, the, uh, you know, cancer, um, uh, Alzheimer's, digestive disorders, all those sort of things, they weren't anywhere near as prevalent as, mm. as they actually are now. Um, and we take our bodies for granted. We, we need to think about how our body is functioning. You know, we wake up in the morning, we have caffeine quite often, we get dressed, we, we think about what we're going to do for the day, that involves our brain to function. We, put, we don't even think about what's going into our mouths a lot of the time for breakfast. We just shovel some cornflakes or some sort of sugary snack into our mouths um, and then we go on our way. Um, but when something happens like we break a leg or we're in an accident, or we break our thumb, all of a sudden that actual part of our body stops functioning or even when we get Alzheimer's um, or brain fog and then we become aware of it because it's not working for us. Mm. Why isn't it working for us? Um, so those are the things sort of we need to think about. And why do we get ill? Is it because we're lacking in essential nutrients? You know, the reason we need nutri nutrients and the word nutrition is really about nutrients. So we need fiber in our bodies. We need fiber in order to bulk up the stool so we go to the toilet properly, so we're not, we don't have loose stools. We need omega-3. You look at the, um, the diet in Asia, full of oily fish, salmon, all kinds of fish. Um, omega-3 is really important for, um, as an anti-inflammatory, but in the westernized world, we have the ratio between omega-3 and omega-6, which is highly inflammatory, is huge. It's about 28 to one. And whereas in Asia, it's two to one. Things like omega-3 are really important. Omega-3 um, comes from fish, um, avocado, um, olive oils, and uh, those, are the, those are the main things, really. Um, and you look at the ratio of omega-3 to omega-6. Omega-6 is your inflammatory pathway. And in the Western world, um, the ratio of omega-6 to 3 is approximately 28 to 1, whereas in Asia, it's 2 to 1. Do they have as much disease as we do? I don't think so. So those are the sort of things that we're really lacking in our diet in this day and age. So that's why I encourage people when we see them in clinic to have um, a lot more oily fish, or if they can't do that, but they say three times a week, then to take um, a, a supplement. Because omega-3 is also really good for brain health and, and for joints as well. Um, and if we're just not getting enough of that, our bodies aren't gonna function as well as we would like them to. Things like antioxidants. Uh, antioxidants are found in vegetables and lots of fruit. If we're not eating enough vegetables and fruit, then we have things called free radicals flying around our bodies. So if we're smoking or if we're drinking, or we're just in an atmosphere full of toxins walking down the street where the fumes are coming mm. through, then we get all these free radicals, which are insecure molecules, and they're just flying around our body causing inflammation. 
And if you have disease or you're poorly, that inflammation is going to get worse and we need antioxidants to quench them. So that's another really good reason to have lots of fruit and vegetables to stop these free radicals flying around. Um, things like spinach, lots of green vegetables are full of calcium and we need calcium for our bones. So all those nutrients we actually need, a lot of the things we see in the supermarkets that are frozen or fast food, they haven't got any nutrients at all. And sugar is probably the, the worst enemy at the moment as well because that causes so many problems with our health, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, moods, um, all that type of thing. So food, that was the, you said there was, I've given you two questions. How exactly can food be so impactful on so many pieces? And that's just food is massively linked with all of the different elements. If we don't yeah. eat everything correctly, the right nutrients, the right fibre, the right oils, mm. then we will be unwell. Yes, quite often, yes, that's very much the case. And then the other bit I was saying about there were some really interesting theories out there saying, you know, eat well and your mental health will be better. So is that fact or fiction? Well, it, it depends. Again, everybody is completely different. But, you know, you, 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 if, if you have, for instance, more oily fish, those sort of things are going to give you better mental clarity. Um, it's not just about nutrition and eating well. It's about your whole lifestyle as well. We did a podcast a few months ago about sleep. Sleep is very, very important. Um, everybody is completely different. You know, mental health, if you're not eating well, then um, that all that can lead to all sorts of problems. People with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, which is basically constipation and diarrhea or one or the other, gut pain, um, belching, gas, all, uh, all those type of things. If you have IBS, that's not going to keep you, make you happy. Um, that's going to affect your mood. Right. So mental health isn't just about having problems with your brain and how you think um, it's basically a lot of things can lead into that so you could have people in the workplace that have, have IBS that may be depressed and it's a whole cycle it's just feeding because of the cycle. chronic condition because of the chronic condition yeah. Yeah. yeah so we have to make some sort of impact somewhere so we would start with the nutrition side of things changing the diets around they will start to feel they won't be in pain they'll start to feel better about their health and that will give them you know better clarity um, hopefully improve their mood. That's just one element. Obviously, yeah. the, some people are deficient in GABA and serotonin, and that has a massive effect. Um, but yeah, food can make a huge difference combined with lifestyle. So it's the, it's the nutrition piece. That's what's kind of a big key. Why is, why is nutrition so important? You mentioned you're not getting enough nutrients, you need to eat this, eat that. What, why is nutrition what even is it? <laughs> what do, what's well, nutrition is, is literally about getting the right nutrients into your body. You know, if you look at, um, quite often when we see people in clinic, we ask them to give us a three-day food and lifestyle diary. And, you know, I've seen some appalling diets. People are either skipping breakfast or they're having what I call sugar for breakfast. You know, what is chocolate? So people, I say, you know, someone said, oh, I have chocolate. Well, what is chocolate? You look at the label on the back. Sugar, cocoa, and dairy. Yes, yeah. start to sugar, cocoa, and dairy. Exactly. Start to look at the at the back of um to look at the labels on on your food items and actually have a look at how much sugar is in there. That's not chocolate at all. Chocolate is is cacao. Mm. That's the chocolate element, and you're looking at sort of eighty five percent plus. Anything like a uh, all these brands, but Galaxy, they're below about fifty percent, and they're 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 all sugar. So that then emulsifies, leads, seems like all the emulsifies extra, the yeah, fillers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all that type of thing. So 
nutrition is about really getting the right things in your diet, getting fiber, getting um, complex carbohydrates, getting the vegetables. Protein is very important um, for muscle growth and for brain health. Um, quite often children aren't having enough protein and that's essential for them because they're actually growing at that age. So you need to make sure that they get enough amino acids and um, we can't make all the essential amino acids so we have to have them from, um, from external sources. So that's really important. So I, I said earlier about diet being kind of an evil word. Everyone always says they're on a diet, which I think mentally is a matter of, it puts a lot of impacts on you anyway, because you're kind yeah. of thinking you're restricting yourself immediately. I've, I've just put the book on order in my Amazon account. I probably need to actually purchase, it's probably gone by now, but there's a book called Just Eat It that I've ordered. Um, and because I'm a big fan of, of a cookbook um, and I actually, I've, where I'm moving more sort of plant-based, I love reading. The biggest bit I love read, reading is is the beginnings of cookbooks, you know, that welcome yes, and all of the reasons nice. behind yeah. it. And and I think most people get it for the recipes. They're all great, but mm. kind of the, the meaning behind it. So I just bought the Bosch um, plant-based diet uh, cookbook. But in there, they were talking about the just eat it, which is it's about getting out of the mindset of being on a diet yeah. and working out what you actually need to be putting in your body to achieve the outcome exactly. um and then there's kind of that piece about the the eating the rainbow and the 50 25 25 piece like what are your thoughts on about getting that balance the recommendations there's so many things out there have 50 25 25 have the eat the rainbow do this do that yeah where should you start do? yeah i think the internet is a great thing but it can cause so much confusion mm. um i very rarely put people on a diet mm. as such um, because it it's about a lifestyle and it's permanent. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of damage we can do over the years that we have done or we, we become overweight or obese. And that's because we haven't made the right choices. You know, we've chosen the, uh, the high fat foods, the high carbohydrate foods. But actually, you know, a few years ago, they, fat was the demon. Um, that was the thing that people weren't allowed to have. But actually, that, that's not the case. You know, if you look at a um, tub of natural yogurt, actually uh, it can have a full fat yogurt because it gives you that nice taste, but it's the sugars you want to look at. We need essential fats in order to help um, our hormones, our, to build steroid hormones. So if people say they're on a low fat diet, actually they're, they're depriving themselves of fats that they need. So I talked earlier, you know, the essential fats are your omega-3s, your olive oil, and your fishes predominantly, and avocados. Those four areas are where you can get your essential fats from which are the good fats coconut oil that's another good one that is the only fat that's actually um stable at, at uh, high temperatures for cooking so it doesn't get rancid in your body so that's when your arteries start to close up when you have lots of rancid fats got a massive type of coconut oil yeah it? hydrogenated fats all those things that are in in biscuits in pastries um okay in 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 moderation but if you're eating those all of the time, that's why your arteries become clogged because those fats are going trans are going rancid actually in your body. Um, so it's a case of you know eating the bad things if you want to call them bad in in moderation. So proteins are your meats, your chickens. Make sure that you know your plate has you know keep the rainbow. Yes, you you always need vegetables in order to have fiber and calcium and get all those nutrients in. You need carbohydrates for energy if you've got a lot on during the day because um, carbohydrates um, form glucose in the body and your body will naturally go to glucose as its first form of energy. And proteins will help to build the muscles. So 
you know, if you go on a fad diet, um, a liquid diet, yes, of course you're going to lose weight. You'll lose weight on any diet because you're controlling what you're eating. But when you stop that diet, what happens then? Your body will adapt. It gets to a set point and it's going to adapt to where it was and go back up to that weight. So it's essential that on the long term, you get the healthy food in and it's consistent. Your body needs needs nutrients in and needs to know what's coming next. You, you need know, to look after yourself. Look after what you're eating on a day-to-day basis. <coughs> yeah, totally. And also you need to, um, your body needs to know what, what's what's happening. For instance, I see so many people say, I just really can't lose weight. I didn't eat anything all day yesterday. Um, and then I had a really bad day on a Saturday. I drank loads of wine. I had a McDonald's. And then the day after that, I ate quite healthily. Your body doesn't know what's going to go on. Mm. So when you don't eat all day, your body quite often actually holds on to the fat stores because it doesn't know when it's going to be fed again. So you're, you're, you're tricking it, really. But the body is very, very clever. But don't mistake that for intermittent fasting, which is something completely different. So you mentioned about the mindfulness piece, about being mindful about what you're eating. And many of us just put food in. We've actually, I've spoken before about mindful eating as such. Have you, do you recommend that you know when you're kind of very conscious about what you're putting in your mouth how you're eating it very much so yeah and i think in this day and age people are are not aware and it's mindful not mindless Mm. quite often it's mindless you just go to the fridge and you just oh you you look what's in then you just grab it and put it in your mouth you don't even then wonder why you've put on two pounds in two days you know um so it is actually people don't actually stop enough and sit down they're eating at their desks mm. you know for your mind and for your own peace of mind actually it's it's worthwhile just even if it's 15 minutes you can spare just just moving away from your desk so that you actually have time to concentrate on what actually you're eating and you can see what's there you know people when they go to the shops for their lunch you can actually see them deciding what they're going to eat that they're making a choice because they've actually stepped out of wherever they work normally some people don't have that advantage. They have to eat what's what's provided for them, like on the on the on the cruises and on the ferries. So, it is important to actually stop and sit down, share some time with your family as well. Mm. You know, even if you're on your own, it's 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 important to try and not have the television on or just have some background music and concentrate on what's going. A lot of the time, so many people. If you watch the speed people eat, sometimes that food is just wolfed, and no wonder they get indigestion. <laughs> you know, think about it because part of um, Good health, good gut health is also making sure that that digestion process works. And there is a process. Mm. You know, it goes through the esophagus, it goes into the stomach where um, stomach acid is released to help break down the food. Um, and if we're not breaking down that food properly, you're going to have problems and it'll get into the into the bloodstream. You, you'll get what we call a leaky gut, gastrointestinal intestinal permeability. And then macromolecules of food will be found in the bloodstream. And that is what can cause intolerances. So it's really important for your health across the board that you take time um, when you're eating and take the time to actually know what you're eating as well. It was really fascinating when I was actually um, a lot younger. My, we, this whole reward thing, I had a psychologist that I work with and she said, as kids, you almost get to the point where you're eating food and you're getting filled up and your, your parent always says, Finish your dinner yes. and you can have a pudding. That's right. So you get this emotional and um, kind of like reward for feeling full, feeling overstuffed, yeah. and then filling yourself even more. But you get well done yes. and you get praise for then eating yes. sugary foods. And so if you get that reward piece around right. food, I've always been really fascinated yeah. about that. And my, um, I had a friend that was when we were younger and their mum actually 
used to say, if you eat all of that, you can have a really good piece mm. of fruit. Their treat would be, instead of after school, going down the shops and getting a sweet yeah. from the shops, they'd go to and, and buy really the best apple, like the apple or fruit, whatever. And they would sit after like dinner and they could eat fruit yeah. as like their reward. And they yeah. got like an intrinsic feeling from that. Whereas I'd be like, whoa, eat eat chocolate because yes. that was kind of like how it was, was it's yeah. a weird thing that that's we set true. up at a very young age yeah. and that's that's how clever the brain is and it gets into that reward mechanism emotional eating isn't yes it? emotional eating is a huge one as well so if we're feeling down then in order to feel better we'll have a um, a piece of chocolate or some sweeties or a piece of cake very very common very common and you know that's why it's it's good sometimes to trigger trigger other reward mechanisms mm. go and have a bath if you're trying to lose weight go and have a bath go out for a run, go to the gym, go and see some friends, do something different. But so many people go to food as a, as a reward yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. If you look at a child that hasn't been programmed with that reward mechanism, um, a child generally will leave their food. If, they, if they've got too much on the plate, they'll leave their food on their plate. They've had enough. They yeah. know when it is. Same as animals. Dogs and cats will do the same. Well, quite often dogs will actually finish their whole <laughs> lot. A dog but, would eat and um, eat for life. But... You look at that, adults, again, we've been trained almost, how often do you see people actually leave their food? They will actually finish it into the last morsel because that's how their brains have mm. been sort of trained throughout their life. But actually, it's okay to leave food if it's too much. Yeah. yeah. And you look at the, the difference with portion sizes, say in the States compared to the UK, huge, huge portion sizes, which lead to you know problems, obesity and expanded stomachs and all sorts of other problems. Um, so yeah, it is about bringing you back to the original point about being mindful of what is actually going in and what are we eating for? Mm, yeah, you know, we're eating for energy at the end of the day. Got to take the emotional yeah. piece out to an extent. Yeah, if you can. So in terms of kind of key takeaways, homework for people to, to kind of do from from listening. I, I mean, I've got a few in terms of like the. the, the the amount of nutrients that we should be eating, making sure we've got all of the elements, slowing down, thinking about what we're putting in our, uh, you know, there's the bit about manufactured food and pre-made foods. It's all about eating kind of whole foods and all that sort of stuff. That's what I'm getting. Thinking yes. about what I'm eating, thinking about why I'm eating, not having food as a reward, making sure that it's mixed in with kind of the overall health and well-being piece and it will impact on my health it will impact on my mood because it could potentially if I have more of a chronic condition or if I'm not sleeping well if I'm getting those highs and lows they'll all feed into each other but is there totally. anything that you would sort of say for people to take away or have as homework in order to to look after themselves yeah I mean I think the 80 20 rule is a very important one you know people listening to this podcast thinking okay that's a perfect world but we all know it's not a perfect world so if you're sort of on it and, and healthy eating as much as you can, and you, you have to look at, you know, some of the vegan, veganuary, some mm. of the vegan options are actually aren't that healthy. Mm. And you've got to look at why people are doing that. So again, just look at actually what you're eating, what's it got in it. Um, so if you look after yourself 80% of the time, the other 20% will be fine. Um, ensure, it's always a good mix to have protein with complex carbohydrates. So that's whole grain foods, you know, your jacket potatoes, your quinoa full of protein, that type of thing, whole grain pasta, whole grain bread, um, so much better for you. Um, get plenty of vegetables and fruit in your diet. So yes, the rainbow is a great gu guideline. So just mix things up a bit. Um, get sunshine when you can. <laughs> vitamin D, I know it's very difficult, especially this, uh, in the winter time, but um, vitamin D is really, really important for immunity. Um, you can get it from shellfish, but most important, you get it from the sun. 
So, and a lot of children um, are deficient in vitamin D and vitamin D is, is very common. Vitamin D deficiency is very common and you find kids going down with all sorts of problems and also very important for bone health okay. as well. Um, sleep, uh, really important. So make sure you're getting enough sleep. It's all related to lifestyle. Drink plenty of water. We haven't talked about water. Yeah. Keeping hydrated. Quite often you think you're hungry, but actually you're dehydrated. So, you know, minimum eight glasses a day, one and a half to two liters a day if you can. Um, also eat foods with magnesium um, because that will help with your energy levels. Um, so I think that's about it. And also obviously cut down on the sugar because then you'll have really bad blood sugar dysregulation, which you don't really want and isn't good for energy. So our Be Well, Be well Bite Size this month is actually to try food swaps. So each month we try and do a recommendation for um, people who are looking at the wellbeing calendar to either, you know, we um, recommend step step challenges, different things like that. But this month we've actually, because of the, the kind of the look at healthy eating, we've suggested people try the food swap. So there is like apps and things that you can, instead of buying one thing, you, you can buy another. Check the item you're eating and try and change it for a healthy alternative. Do you think that's a good place to start? Think, what might you yeah. suggest as some of those swaps? I think that's a really great place to start. I think you should just start small as well. You can't make massive changes in, in, in just a few hours. So, you know, thinking about snacks, what would you normally have as a snack? If you go for a Mars bar or a Twix, um, just choose a handful of almonds with an apple. You know, put in your bag in, into work or take in your car um, a few apples so you've got them there during the week and a packet of almonds or mm. walnuts. And that's that actually doesn't sound a lot, but it actually will satisfy you and stop that blood sugar dysregulation. Swap margarine for butter. I think a lot of people will think margarine is healthy, um, but actually it's not. Um, butter is saturated fat, but still better overall for you. We still do need saturated fats. Take out caffeine and choose herbal options instead. Or just have water. Um, does your plate have a good portion of vegetables on there? You know, have you got vegetables with your evening meal or with your lunchtime? Mm. Just always check that it's there. Um, try a full-fat natural yogurt instead of a normal one, a raspberry one. Just, just always look at the, the sugar content on the labels. Um, ditch your Coke or your Red Bull and have water instead. Those type of things. They're the, they're the small changes you can make. Think about breakfast. Think about eggs. Eggs for breakfast instead of cornflakes. Yeah. Keep you going a lot longer. Don't combine the two because that is not. Do delicious. not combine the two. <laughs> Do not combine the two. I really enjoyed doing this. I really, I'm very um, interested in healthy eating and making sure that we eat as well as we possibly can. And this just continues to give me even more fuel, even more food for thought. Excuse, excuse the pun. Um, so thank you so much for joining us and hopefully the, the, the listeners have enjoyed it as well. Don't forget if you've enjoyed this podcast, like and share it and listen to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast which will be next month. Thank you very much. Thank you.